Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Taff, and I'm joined by my co-host, the amazing Megan Spangler. This week, we discuss Jonathan Major's arrest allegations, Zachary Levi's Shazam! Nervous Breakdown continuation, Liv Tyler's Betty Ross returning to the MCU, and so much more. Let's jump in. Before we begin today's top story, we want to give you a trigger warning to our listeners. Today, we will be discussing topics related to domestic violence. If you're sensitive to these topics, we encourage you to prioritize your mental health and skip the segment or listen with caution. For those who choose to continue listening, we want to remind you that you are not alone. If you or someone you know needs help, please seek support from a trusted friend, family member, or professional. And just so you know, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped is here for you as well. Always. Let's dive into our top story here. Um, We are discussing Jonathan Major's recent arrest, which has rocked the Marvel fan community to its core. Everybody's going nuts trying to figure out what's going to happen in the MCU. What did Jonathan Majors do? What are the circumstances? What actually happened? Everyone seems to have an opinion on this. Uh, Public response has been swift and severe. Tweets, comments, and reactions were divided into two opposing camps, both presenting somewhat problematic, all or nothing thinking. We're going to give you our own opinions. We're going to break this down. We're going to educate everyone on what the actual situation is. Let's dive into it. Megan, why don't you kick us off with talking about what exactly went down? So Jonathan Majors, he plays King in Quantumania. He was He Who Remains and Loki season one. We've discussed him in previous episodes. He was arrested over the weekend after an alleged domestic violence incident with a 30-year-old woman who we believe is his girlfriend, as per lawyers, who was heavily speculated to have been... There was a domestic dispute. That's what it's being said as. That's what it's being reported as. That's what he was arrested for. She was taken to the hospital for visible lacerations around her throat and her face. He was arrested of assault, strangulation, harassment. As of now, strangulation, that has been dropped. The other ones are pending. That's a lot to swallow. Um, I feel like from one week to the next, Jonathan Majors went from being the golden boy, everyone's hero. I mean, he had just had Ant-Man come out, was successful, His performance has been revered by critics and fans alike. Everyone loved him as Kang. He's got upcoming Creed movie coming out. I believe he has another film coming out this year. What exactly happened? Why did Jonathan Majors fall from grace? Or did he? We're going to discuss the exact circumstances of what went down from what's been revealed so far. And we are going to go through this and see exactly what is going on. Um... So, as Megan said, he was accused of strangulation and harassment. Um, Strangulation charge has been dropped as of this point. He was released um, the next morning after this happened. Uh, And I'd just like to point out, he was the one that initially called 911 because his girlfriend, apparently, according to reports, was having some sort of what some are calling a mental health episode. Megan, how do you feel just with the little information we've just discussed? How are you feeling so far with how things are going? I I think we've all had our mental breakdowns and health episodes, as they put it. But I've never caused visible lacerations on my own face and neck. And it's really hard to do it to your own neck. So, so far, from what we've been giving, it's not looking good. 
How do you feel about it? So on one hand, you're absolutely correct. That is very suspicious and strange, the fact that she had lacerations already. I mean, obviously, without knowing anything else, we know there was some kind of a struggle, some kind of a physical altercation in a fight of some kind happened. I mean, to be lacerated is really not an easy thing to do, even from another person doing it to you. It's not like, you know, you touch someone and their skin opens. Um, so it's that right there is suspicious, and it's, it's, it's a little strange. Um, the only thing that at this point, from what we've discussed, is the 911 call. Him calling 911 is kind of the only thing that's leading me to believe that maybe there's more to this story than we know. Um, I mean, because obviously if he was the one, to, you know, hurting her intentionally, why would he be the one calling 911? Um, so right there, that kind of gives me a little bit of reasonable doubt. But let's see how this progresses. So moving on to like the next phase of what we wanted to talk about with this, um, we are talking about how his lawyers have released commentary and text messages associated with this case. So I'll start off by reading um, the initial comments made by his lawyer, Priya Chowdhury. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name. Um, she goes on to say initially, this is the initial response that she gave. Jonathan Majors is completely innocent and is provably the victim of an altercation with a woman he knows. We are quickly gathering and presenting evidence to the district attorney with the expectation that all charges will be dropped imminently. She went on to say that there is video footage from the vehicle where this episode took place, witness testimony from the driver and others who both saw and heard the episode, and most importantly, two written statements from the woman recanting these allegations. Uh, Megan, how do you feel about this just so far? So far, I find it very odd that she says there's video footage, but it's been almost a week. We haven't seen anything which you'd think they would immediately put that out if it cleared them of everything. Also, if there's video footage, the cops have it, and those charges are still pending. So something there's not right. I, I know it's innocent until proven guilty, but this does not look good for him. No, there's definitely quite a bit of, of circumstantial evidence that we're reading about that definitely does not look good for Jonathan Majors. So... Some text messages were re recently released from Jonathan Major's attorney. Uh, Megan, why don't you go ahead and read us just the, the main text that she was that she sent? So the alleged victim, her text, it, it she texts a lot. So I'm going to, the first one tells us the most, I think. So it says, please let me know you're okay when you get this. They assured me that you won't be charged. They said that they have had to arrest you as protocol when they saw the injuries and they knew we had a fight. I'm so angry that they did. I'm so sorry you're in this position. We will make sure nothing happens about this. I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. I only just got out of the hospital. Please call me when you're out. I love you. Right, well, let's, let's, let's start by analyzing that first. Um, she starts off strong. She talks about how she assured that they assured her that, he won't be charged that they said they had to arrest him because of protocol. Um, from what I personally know about like different laws in different states and of the United States and different cities and all that. Um, I know that there are certain instances where if cops are seeing certain telltale tell signs of like abuse or of some kind of struggle or anything, they are required to act. And even if they don't have all the evidence, even if the evidence is circumstantial at best, if it ticks a few of those boxes they are trained to look for, they have to make an arrest because 
I think in a way it's to cover themselves in the event that you know, let's say they're, they're just like, oh, okay, you guys can figure it out and they leave and then something happens even worse. They can't be held liable. So they just, yeah. you know, arrest first, ask the questions later, which depending on the situation isn't always the best approach. But I guess in, in a situation like this, in a domestic violence dispute, I think it is probably the wisest thing to do for a cop. So Absolutely. I do understand why they arrested him. It is a protocol. It is, you know, something they're required to do. I mean, what do you think, Megan? You know, before we talked about it, I was like, that's such a dumb rule. You just, what, why would you go and just, you don't even know he did anything. But like the way you put it, it's like, yeah, no, I'm fully on board with this because there has been too many situations where the cops didn't do enough because he said she said everything's okay the victim said she's fine and then worse things happen to that victim so it makes sense just because he's a celebrity does not mean they should take it easy on him they should treat him exactly like everyone else yes absolutely and i mean you know i've just seen things on the news in the past, various different things where if the cops had made an arrest sooner, things would have turned out differently for the victims. So maybe in a way, we're grateful that the cops are doing their jobs and, and you know, making sure that all their bases are covered just in case. However, I will say, um, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get into personal like thoughts in a little bit, but let's go ahead and finish just the rest of the text message. And let's dive into the next part here, um, which I will read. And she, this is kind of like the meat and potatoes of what she had to say. Um, she goes on to to write to him. They just called again to check on me, and I reiterated how this was not an attack, and they do not have my blessing on any charges being placed. I read the paper they gave me about strangulation and said point blank, this did not occur and should be removed immediately. So let's stop there and think. So that's a little strange because if she never said that she was strangled. Where did they come up with that? Where did the strangulation come from? That's a really interesting thought. And I think she did have lacerations around her throat, but I don't think cops can just make an assumption. So it came from somewhere. They can't just say, oh, we also see that. So that probably happened. Let's throw that charge on him too. That's a big, big, big charge. So it has been dropped and it looks like it's because of these text messages. And that's the only part. It looks like it's because she said it didn't happen. They have it in writing. They have it from her phone. So they're dropped, of course. But there's still other pending charges. If She also says in this, she just got out of the hospital. We don't know when these texts were sent. We don't know how long she was in the hospital. That's a big missing part. That I feel like if you give us the text, at least give us the date they were sent. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it seems like this must have happened right after the whole arrest happened, and she she's clearly out of the hospital. I don't know exactly what the timeline is here. I'm assuming, I mean, I think the story broke only a few days ago um, at the time that we're recording this. So, I mean, I, I don't know the exact logistics, but that strangulation thing kind of sits weird with me because, I mean, I, I would just like to know what exactly co constitutes as a laceration and how it looked to make the cops believe there was some form of strangulation going on. Um, but she definitely seemed to recant that part of her testimony, um, which definitely helps him because, I mean, being accused of strangulation is, is was the main charge that he was being charged with, was the main thing he was being charged with. Um, she goes on to say that the judge is definitely going to be told this. She ensured me 
She ensured this to me. I know you have the best team and there's nothing to worry about. I just want you to know that I'm doing all I can on my end. I also sent to tell the judge to know that the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior out of care. She promised all will be relayed. See, something's not adding up because the reports are saying one thing and this text is saying something completely different. Um, I think if you look at it a certain way, it's the thing about these texts that I came to the conclusion earlier today. These texts, depending on what you've seen in your life and what you think you know about domestic violence, it does change your outlook on it. Because if you've witnessed it, if you've seen it, you can read between the lines and see this really feels like she's begging for him to stay and she's taking the blame. The passing out thing, that that does line up with strangulation. If he went that mm. hard on her, she would have passed out. I like thinking about it, they could have gotten a strangulation charge from the hospital. They could have said her windpipe is messed up. There is bruising around this part of her neck that does say she was strangled. She could have told the hospital she was, and she's taking it back. Someone yeah. somewhere said this girl was strangled and told a cop that. The cops didn't just come up with it out of the blue. First of all, this is a very public, public thing going on. The cops are going to check their asses on this. You know, they're not yeah. going to be lazy about it. There's everything's going to be double checked. And I think it was only dropped because she said it didn't happen. Like this whole thing just, oh, I'm like, I, I, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of inconsistencies in the story, in the text messages, in what's being reported, in the situation. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know. And I just want to, you know, preface our next part of this segment with the fact that, you know, Megan and I are not um, on one side or the other. We are just stating the facts at this time. We will give, like, some personal, like, thoughts after, you know, in a few minutes. Um, but as of right now, we're just trying to lay down the facts. And we're just yeah. trying to, you know interpret what we're reading for you guys on air just to help everyone's thought process a little bit get a little clearer on the situation um i will tell you that the part of the text messages that struck out to me which really raised a red flag um was when she said i told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone so yes. this raises a couple of questions to me number one this kind of makes it seem like, I mean, I'm, I've never been, you know, a victim of domestic abuse. I've never even seen it in real life, but from what I know about it, studying it in psychology classes in college and also just, you know, general research and reading of similar stories and things like that. Victims tend to blame themselves when they're being physically assaulted by their abuser. And this particular line although it's 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 not exact it's not you know we, it's hard to take context from a text message in any situation but it does not read well and i think you'll agree megan so you haven't seen it i i have seen it i won't say if i was mm -hmm. put through it or not just that's my thing i'm that's my business but this entire thing reads of i'm so sorry i made you mad enough to hit me that's what it screams to me. Every single line is her begging for him to not leave her, to come back, to 
to I'll fix this. This was my fault. You you didn't do anything wrong. I caused this. I'm sorry I grabbed your phone. I should know not to do that by now. That's what it sounds like to me. And like Max said, we're not taking any sides. But depending on where you are in your life and what has happened to you, you do see this very, very differently. She could know that these would have gotten released just because she said, I told them it didn't happen. And she could have added the other stuff. We don't know. She could be a victim. She could be an evil genius. We truly do not know. Innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying he hit her. I'm not saying he did. But the facts are, she went to the hospital. She said that he didn't hit her. But she said that she should not have grabbed his phone. And he was arrested on three different charges. With two still pending. So, those are the facts. Until we get more we that's what we have yes um megan is absolutely correct i mean we, we we have a bunch of conspiracy theories amongst ourselves that we're going to go into in just a moment but from how this reads there's definitely a lot of reasonable doubt in coming from both angles like some of this sounds like it could have been maybe intentionally you know made to sound a certain way some of it does come off as someone who maybe is coming from a domestic violence uh, situation and is, is blaming themselves like i said the psychology of, of a domestic violence abuser is it's it's a touchy subject and it's something that there's no two cases that are the exact same there's certain things that happen with every instance of this that are you know the similar amongst all victims but there's never you you know there's so much doubt in this story and you know like megan said earlier we, we haven't seen videos we haven't seen any concrete evidence aside from a text message. We don't even know who this came from. It was released by his lawyers, but really, I mean, we don't know anything about what, what this is um, as of yet. Let's see, I mean, how things unfold. But to me, there's just a lot of conflicting stuff going on here with this whole story. And I, I'm just not comfortable with any of it. I think there could be a lot of different angles that could be, you know, coming from this from multiple different people. So, you know... It's hard to say. I mean, another thing that I will say is that why was she grabbing his phone? I mean, could it be that maybe she was doing it for some kind of reason? She found something out? I mean, he. I mean, we don't know why she was grabbing his phone. There's been a lot of reports, and they've all said the exact same thing, that he got a text from another woman, which mm. I'm snatching that phone too. But that's not yeah. completely 100% confirmed. That's yeah, that's just a rumor. Yeah, but it's you know, it's a really big one and it does add up. Why would she just grab his phone? Like, come on. I mean, look, when whenever there's a, a situation like this, there the first thing people jump to is, Oh, there's another woman, that's why she grabbed the phone. That's mm -hmm. kind of like the natural train of thought. Is that yeah. the case? I guess hopefully soon we'll find out. But could there be something else? Absolutely. I mean, we don't know. We don't know the situation. We don't know their relationship. We don't know her. We don't even know who she is. So, yeah. We don't know. We won't know. We will never know because if we do ever get a video footage from the taxi that this incident happened in, which his, his, that's confirmed by his lawyers. They put that out very quick, but they did not give us any, any bit of it. So that, that, that's a little weird. It is. But we'll never know. We'll never know what their relationship is. We'll never know what happened. We'll never know what happened after or before. And it's like, come on. You know, this is such a touchy subject. 
you know, Marvel's just going absolutely crazy right now trying to figure I out. I can only imagine. I mean, they have their entire next phase mapped out around Jonathan Majors, and, and we're going to discuss this in depth as well. Um, but they they must be freaking out, and I, I, I don't blame them. I, I'm freaking out, too, because, you know, we, we love – we loved Jonathan Majors in, in Ant-Man. We thought he was a great character. We, I loved his portrayal of Kang. I thought he was a really cool guy. This has been disheartening, to say the least, you know, for anyone who's who's recently become a fan of his. I mean, it feels like in the last, like, less than a month, we all fell in love with Jonathan Majors, and now it's like people are calling for him to be burned at the stake. I mean, it's just, it's it's such a wild roller coaster we're on right now. And this this is the last thing that I expected to read when I read this headline when it first broke. I did not expect anything like this from someone yeah. so new in this industry who's like making a really good name for themselves, has a lot of projects coming up and, you know, and all that. I just, it was the last thing I expected and and I was very shocked to read it and I'm, I'm very disappointed if it, if it ends up being true. I, I really, you know, we, we, we're going to give our personal inputs starting now. Um, Megan, why don't you kick us off and start talking about what your feelings on the situation are and how, how you're like interpreting things and what, how you feel. Well, at first, uh, when I read it, I was like, okay, they didn't give much. They said he was arrested for domestic violence, but they didn't give us much. And his his lawyers put out a statement as soon as it was released to the public. So, And they were so adamant he, he's been innocent. So you kind of went into it, it uh, could happen, couldn't happen. We don't know him. He didn't seem like the type, but we don't know him like that. So after the text True. came out, I truly think, Whatever happened, he did lay his hands on her. Whether she started it, whether she did it first, if she did, she is just as wrong as he is because you can't hit your partner despite whatever gender. Mm -hmm, of course, it's not acceptable. These text messages don't, they don't sit right with me. Something is weird about this. It's either, I, I just go back and forth because it's like, these text messages scream that she's been manipulated and this has happened before. But then his lawyers aren't dumb. Why would they put these out? That's what I don't understand. You know how damning this is. Are you actually working for Jonathan Majors? Or are you working against him? Because if it was me, these would have never seen the light of day if I was in his shoes. Yeah, I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know. And the fact that we got text messages before we got the vi the confirmed video footage confirmed by his lawyers kind of tells me that though that video footage is even worse than these text messages, which I really hope it's not. I hope I hope it's a misunderstanding and nothing truly vicious happened. But at the end of the day, it's like someone put their hands on someone and that is a problem. Yeah. That's not okay in any situation. What are your opinions on it? Until there's more evidence, I feel like there needs to be just a pause on the shaming and the damning of, of Jonathan Majors. Because obviously, you know, this girl is, yes. is very adamant about proving his innocence. His lawyer is boasting about having a lot of evidence that points to the contrary and that he he's, you know, innocent and this and that. Um, obviously, I think... Like, something that you said earlier kind of struck me. Like, we'll never know the true, you know, what actually happened in there. And that's true. I mean, even amongst regular people, when shit goes down, you never know the full story. I mean, you could hear someone tell it a million times, but you'll never know the context. You'll never know the vibe. You'll never know what's actually happening, the background. 
you know, there's so many things that are left out. And, and I, I mean, I don't think we'll ever know 100%. I mean, I have some conspiracy theories, like, as to what it could have been aside from a domestic violence yeah. dispute. These are just kind of, like, my wacky, like, what else it could possibly have been. Um, and I thought this through yeah. when we knew, and I knew we were going to be talking about this today. I kind of put my thinking cap on, like, okay, what else could it have been had it not been domestic violence, right? Like, and I thought to myself, well, I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize it was in a car, but then again, who knows um, about the circumstances of what was going on in that car. Um, I, I, one thought that came to mind is what if this was like a weird, like sex thing that happened and maybe, you know, they got a little too rough. <laughs> they got a little too rough. And that's why she's like, oh, don't worry. You know, don't worry. I'm, I'm telling them that it was, you know, that you didn't strangle me and that it wasn't like that. And, you know, I grabbed for your phone. Who knows what? I mean, maybe it was some kind of weird sex thing. Maybe, you know, I don't know. That, that could be a possibility. I mean, I, I always like to give each side a perspective. So that way I can kind of make an educated guess on what it is that I believe actually happened. Um, it could, I mean, that's one theory that I have. I mean, do you have any conspiracy theories like that? Like where you thought like, oh, what else could it be? <laughs> uh, you just kind of look at what the evidence says and what's been said. And it's like, I don't have conspiracy theories like, as in depth as yours, just like small things like, okay, if she had lacerations around her throat, how do we know it's from him? That's true. You know, little thing, little things like that. Did he call the call 911 because he did not know that NYPD had to make an arrest and he thought he could talk it off like she's having a health mm -hmm. scare? Did someone happen to see them in the taxi and he was recognized and he called because of that? looking to say, oh, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm calling right now. You know, also, he has Creed out. He has Quantum Mania out. He is so many projects. He has commercials he's in for the Army that's been pulled, by the way. Those have officially been pulled. Why would he do something so stupid? We've heard him talk. We've heard him discuss. He's very well-read. He's very. He seems very he sophisticated does. and mature. There's, I just, why would you seem so, why would you do something so dumb? That's what I'm not getting. And if you have been doing this, how have you gone this long without someone getting, going to the hospital? If you really strangled this girl, this can't be the first time, but how is it, how did it get this bad off in public? That's what I don't get. There's so many things we, we just don't know and it's killing me because I, because you want to, it's domestic violence. You want to stick up for the survivor, the victim, the person mm, who's hurt. But you don't know. But the, you, you don't, You. it's insane that they give us partial information. That's what's wrong with it. We're only hearing from his lawyers, whatever they want us to hear, which just so happens to be very damning evidence towards him. Does she have a lawyer? Why is she allowed to go talk? text him and talk to him why is he not responding what is going on we we deserve more information if we're all about to crucify him and assume we know what happened yeah i mean you're absolutely right there is there's a lot of gaps in this story i mean i think the main thing that's missing from this is really just context there's so much background that could lead up to something like this that we don't know and I mean, really, that's that would be the tipping point in this entire investigation would be like, what led to this? What was on the phone? 
what was happening in that taxi? Where were they coming from? Where, where were they going? Like, wh what was, you know, we, we need to know a little bit more about the situation before we can just go in and cancel. Um, I know in the past, a lot of people have been canceled for things like right off the bat. And, you know, I will say a majority of the time it is warranted. A lot of the time people get canceled. It's for a damn good reason. I'm just saying, you know, let's, let's relax our, <laughs> you know, our theor theorizing on this, you know, just speaking to the general internet. Let's relax a little bit. Let's wait for some more details to come out. I have a feeling that with how much they have invested in him, how much they have circled their entire next fa phases of films with him as like the main villain who's going to be running amok amongst all these different superhero films and shows and specials and whatnot. So much of it is centered around him. I have a feeling that Marvel is, number one, going to try and sweep this under the rug as fast as they can once things kind of blow over, and they're going to be giving a statement. As a fan, that'll, you know, they didn't do well in Phase 4 with the fan base. I liked it. I did Most too. people didn't. So this was supposed to be their, like, their comeback. This was supposed to be like, see, we know what we're doing. We're okay. We have a plan. This screws them over so much, no matter what, if he's not guilty or guilty he will always be the person accused of domestic violence. So I don't know. I hope they put out a statement. You know, their lawyers are involved. There's yeah. no way they're not. It would be dumb if they weren't. I, I hope he's innocent. I hope this is all a misunderstanding. I, I truly do. But it's just such a sensitive case all around because you don't know. You don't want to assume mm -hmm. just because you like him that it he didn't do it but then you don't want to assume just because she says that it happened that you know like we won't know till there's more evidence of course but if you guys are listening his lawyers we yeah. need the video footage. that's really the next thing that needs to come out and i don't know if they've been holding back because it's um still considered an uh, evidence in an ongoing investigation and they can't release it or what the situation is, um, especially in a case like this that's so heavily involved in the public, they probably crack that stuff down and 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 really are keeping hold, hold it close to the chest until they have more answers. But like Megan said, there's just way too many questions right now to make an affirmative like, is he guilty? Is he not guilty? There's no way to really form an, a specific opinion on that yet. There's not enough information, and and I think that you know we will hear from Marvel at some point in any context. We're gonna hear something. And I just, the thing that sucks for Marvel is that they truly picked, like, a fantastic actor because, you know, us putting the issues aside, he, he is really good and he's very memorable and he, he really struck with a lot of people that he that this role was really, that he's really taking it seriously. He's really doing a very good job. Um, so they're kind of fucked in a lot of ways because, you know, it, trying to recast after, you know, setting the yeah. bar so high is going to be really difficult. So that that aspect of things, Marvel's in, in hot water with that. So I, I, I know they're, they're on fire over at Marvel Studios and they are definitely not okay. So just a lot going on. I will say it, it's just a, it's an interesting coincidence that this happens and then we get the date the premiere date for Secret Invasion, and we get pictures from it in the same week when we've heard not a single thing in months. We know what you're doing, and I get it. it it's cool. Give us all you need. 
we're, we're fine. We'll just wait for whatever happens, happens. But in the meantime, give us something to be happy about because this is hard. This is it's, really it's dark. It's a very dark time for the MCU right now. And um, and I, I, I totally agree with you, Megan. I think that it's a very convenient timing that they decided to not only release the release date for Secret Invasion, they just had a Vanity Fair spread come out of, of behind the scenes, or not behind the scenes, of some stills from upcoming episodes of Secret Invasion showing Amelia Clark, Samuel Jackson, Colby Smulders, a lot of different things. Um, the actor who plays Talos, whose name I can't remember right now. Um, there's They just released a whole bunch of information. On top of that, they've been releasing casting information, which always is big buzz news in the MCU. So they are trying to kind of handle the media um, scrutiny by trying to kind of water it down with by, by putting yeah. some other stuff out there. And I see that. And I respect it because any business would do the same. I mean, if they're under fire with one of their main actors, they kind of have to try and start doing a little bit of housekeeping to kind of keep things at a reasonable level. Um, I mean, look at the, the situation. I know a lot of fans are comparing this situation to what happened at DC with Ezra Miller. Um, I mean, that is a rough comparison, yeah. I will say. And Megan, I'll let you start off first. With uh, I'll go with mine. So Ezra Miller, this guy, <laughs> the menace, he he has so many charges against him for so many different things. I can't even keep up with him right now. But the difference, there's a really big difference there. You can say all day, you know, Warner Brothers and DC kept their problem child. They kept Ezra Miller as the Flash. Why can't they keep Kang? Ezra does, isn't, he's going to be the Flash for this movie. It's not been confirmed he's yeah. ever coming back. They already had this movie when this was happening. And also, DC and WB, they had the luxury to take a step back with Ezra, figure out what to do. They had time to put him in rehab, put him in all these things to get him the help he needed for these mental issues that he said himself he has. Marvel does not have that luxury. We are in phase five, the Kang phase, the phase of Kang, as Kevin Feige said himself. They're giving us what they have that does not involve Kang. Secret Invasion should not involve Kang. Loki season two yeah, clearly does. One. Just based on, yeah, based on that end credit scene of mm -hmm. Quantumania, where it was Loki and Kang. So we have no information on Loki right now, but I bet you it's going to be delayed as it should. They don't know if they're recasting or not. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know if they have to reshoot. They do not know. So, of course, it, it's probably going to get delayed. But WB, they had that time to put other things in front of it. They made all these other movies. They cast all these other people. They even got a new CEO before everything came out about this new Flash movie. So you can compare just because they both did pretty atrocious things, allegedly. Jonathan Majors did pretty atrocious things. He is accused of pretty atrocious things, I should say. Ezra has, it's been confirmed. <laughs> he did the he, things. He did yeah. the things. Ezra did the things. <laughs> he did, he, he did bad things. We were not okay when it all came out, but we did avoid discussing it because yeah. there are victims just like this one but they probably said you know what it's going to cost more to reshoot an entire movie 
that we were all kind of banking on rather than just keep you in it, make a really good movie, and see what happens. Because if you watch the trailer for The Flash, it's a mostly a Batman movie with a little bit of Flash. Yeah. Let, let's be honest here. So you brought back Michael Keaton as Batman. Smart move. Genius move. Whoever thought of that, you deserve a raise. Make him the focus. But MCU can't do that because there's an entire movie coming out called yeah. The King Dynasty. So they're screwed. They have to they have had to figure out if they have to recast. I'm just glad I don't work for Marvel right now because they do know things we don't, but this is a lot. You're gonna they're gonna be skewered either either way in the pub and public. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And just a disclaimer if Marvel, you're listening, we would love to work for you. Just not at this time right now. We don't envy your position right at this this week. We're not so jealous. Yeah. But um Yeah, you, you guys figure yeah. some things out first. Cleaning up. Find yourselves. We'll, we'll be, be we'll be here. We're, we're, we're still waiting. Don't worry. We're always waiting. <laughs> um <laughs> But I just think that people who are comparing these two situations, I mean, yes, it, it is quite the coincidence that these two very similar things happened. I know speaking just at the WB and, and DC side. I know that even before, you know, it was announced that they were rebooting the DCU and all of that, they were banking on this Flash film. Flash was supposed to be this big reset. They're doing a Flashpoint storyline. They were using it as their time to really get it together, pull themselves up by the bootstraps and and make this work like they haven't been able to before. They finally seem to have, you know, gotten it together. And then Ezra goes and pulls all this stuff. Um, and I mean, let's be honest, when you look at what Ezra Miller has done compared to just these allegations against Jonathan Majors, I mean, Ezra... God, I just, I keep telling myself I'm not going to watch the Flash movie because of him. It, it just, I can't look at him and not think of those things. Yeah. And if Jonathan Majors is found guilty, I want a recast. Same thing with him. I do not want to support that. Yeah. If he's found not guilty... I will be at every single movie. I will watch it. And that, you know, innocent till proven guilty and he was found innocent. But if he's found guilty, yeah, some steps need to be taken. I don't want this. We're sending him to rehab to work on himself. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Unless I am there at the rehab with you and watching him do the work, I'm yeah, not going to believe I, I... But maybe, maybe I'm just bitter. I don't it's know. It's certainly been a week, so I would understand if you're bitter. But <laughs> um, it just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just seems like um, my personal thoughts on this are that you know, innocent until proven guilty, like you said. We definitely need more evidence. Um, if he is found guilty, I do agree with you. I I don't think I want to support someone who is a, a domestic violence. Um, perpetrator someone who's an abuser i don't want you know to go to a movie and support that no matter how good of an actor he is no matter how great of a performance he's giving no matter how much i actually love his character right now if personally he's you know will you know purposely hurting someone and abusing them and putting them in that situation i would not support it at all um the flash i won't go pay to see it like any dc movie i'm not a dc fan i won't go to pay yeah. to see it i won't be in the theater watching that one and i feel bad to say it, to admit that out loud no. because there's a lot of hardworking people on those films and, and not, not everybody should be punished because of Ezra's, you know, bad things. And I realize, obviously, with the string of crimes he was committing all around the country, um, 
he definitely did seem to have some kind of like a mental health um emergency where he was just like not okay um and that and i can see and i understand that yeah however there's just that was too much sketchy stuff going on with that and too much like too much of a lack of response from the studio on it as well um so that i don't know it was a weird couple months when that was going on too these situations are never easy on the fans on the commentators like us on the studios on you know on anyone because it's just such a there's so many gray areas that you can kind of tap into in a not in a good way when it comes to situations like this that there's just no right or wrong um until you have all the facts and all the evidence and there's been a conviction. It seems like no matter what, from the text messages that we've read from the victim, she's not going to be pressing charges. Um, so as far as that's concerned, if she's not the one pressing charges, if she's not, you know, doing that, there's not really much they can do to make this stick. So either way, I do think that eventually this is going to blow completely over. Um, whether we get a good resolution or not, I do hope that the lawyer... I mean, aside from this, the weird decision to release these text messages, um, I do hope that she does have some good, like, you know, really concrete evidence that will vindicate Jonathan Majors. Otherwise, I think that there will always be a question um, of whether people will believe what's happening and whether they'll, they'll continue to support someone like that. I mean, obviously, Ezra Miller, like, this perfect example. We've we've now been a few months removed after the fact. He's gone to get help in rehab, and DC has kind of, like, smoothed that a little bit over. There's still a lot of fans like Megan, like myself, who, who think to themselves, like, there's just not enough, like, concrete evidence that this is something that didn't happen intentionally to where we feel comfortable supporting this person. So I think if Marvel is going to proceed with Jonathan Majors, the evidence needs to be concrete and non questionable that this he's innocent yeah. because otherwise i mean the u.s army's pulling ads featuring him i saw the ad a couple weeks ago and i actually thought it was a really cool ad but now it's a very different context i understand they won't want to be associated with that um and there's just there's just too many questions up in the air we will continue to cover this in the coming weeks as more information comes becomes available um at the end of the day innocent to proven guilty i'm rooting for a happy resolution in any way shape or form with this so let's see what happens. Following that up, we did have a poll in our Facebook group, Media vs. Comics Unwrapped. I asked our lovely members, do you want Jonathan Majors to continue as king giving, given all the information you've been given so far on mm -hmm. all of this? And 86% said yes. 14% said no. And I was floored i did not think that was going to happen but i think everyone's going on the basis of we haven't been given enough to make a decision which is so fair exactly so, so and fair. i, I kind of have to agree i mean 86 percent is a large majority of people who still want him to continue and that's just a testament to how great he was in the role and i do think that you know this story is fairly new at the time that we're recording this um there's a lot we still don't know, like we've kept saying throughout this thing, we're, we're, we're trying to make it so that, you know, we, we want to come off as, a, as objective as possible. We, you know, there isn't enough evidence to really damn him. So, I, I mean, I'm happy to see that people aren't just locking him up and throwing away the key, that they're giving him the benefit of the doubt as of right now, and they're just trying to wait and see. I mean, you know, let's see how this unfolds. I th that is a big majority, though. I'm surprised at that result, too. It is, and we also have some comments from our wonderful Ooh, members, favorites. because yesterday I, I 
mine too. I just love it so much. I posted all of the things we know so far that Max and I have gone over in this episode already, the text messages, what the lawyers have said, everything that's happened. And I asked, would you want Kang to continue as Jonathan Majors or vice versa, obviously. And we, it would, it got pretty heated. Really? Understandably so. Because so many, so many people see it from a different side, which they should. So our first one is from Ryan Groff. He is, he's a great member. I really enjoy talking to him. He says, nope, this makes my opinion of him that much worse. This sounds like a typical, quotations, abused person apologizing to their abuser, accepting the abuse as their due. This is repulsive. He's commenting on the text messages. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, I mean, we're not denying the fact that there are certain things in those texts that just don't add up and they seem very weird um, and just off. Uh, I, I, you know, we already discussed this, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with Ryan. Um, there's some, there's definitely a little bit more investigating that needs to be done. A lot, a lot more details need to come to light um, because there were some lines in there that did read like yeah. someone who's a victim and, and is trying to just like, you know, be subservient to their abuser. I will say it did sound like that kind of. Yeah. Our next one is from Matthew White. He's really cool too. Uh, he says, this whole system is designed to protect the woman and tarnish the man, especially if he did nothing wrong. For all I know, she attacked him first after grabbing his phone and he defended himself. And it wasn't him who called the cops because he was concerned of her mental state. There's obviously more to the story than what the biased media is putting out. Anyway, I say Majors is innocent and let him keep his job. Mm. Uh, Some yes. very good points. See, yeah. We're... We're not given enough, and it very well could be that. I, I don't think enough people are looking at it that way as well, because we're all acting off emotion, not what the little facts were given. That's true. I mean, that was a very good comment to read, because it was a very drastically different perspective than the first one we read. Um, I will say that he is right. Typically in these situations, the police law enforcement tend to side with the female and historically, I don't know. I feel like mentalities and thoughts are changing on this because now we're coming out with, you know, a lot of different perspectives on, on abuse. And, you know, we're, we're coming out with more men as a society that are able to come out as being um, abused and have experienced these things in the past that yes. maybe were just, but they didn't feel comfortable because of the way society tends to just blame the man. He, you know, men have a rougher nature, this and that. So I, I do see what he's saying, I, and you know, I yeah. this could that could absolutely be it. Becoming less taboo, and it's a very good thing that men are are becoming even a little bit more and more able to come forward with abuse because it's not just men abusing; it's women. It's every it's anyone can be an abuser. I mean, one thing that I wanted to touch on with this is that you know historically, and this is a, a statistic anyone can Google. It is true: black men are slapped a lot harder by law enforcement typically when it comes to charges and things than their white counterparts they are held at a much tougher standard um simply because of the color of their skin and the the struggles of their community and the preconceived notions that certain officers have so i mean could that play into it as well that's something we haven't really talked about i mean it's something that statistically happens and just because jonathan majors is uh, coming into 
his prime and, and really getting recognized now for his for his acting and becoming a notable person doesn't protect him from that. So I mean, could that play into Absolutely. things? Absolutely, I don't know. I mean, could it could it be that? Could it be the whips and chains? Could it be a sexual thing that maybe happened? I mean, and people just kind of caught on. Who? <laughs> I keep bringing it back to that, but you know what? <laughs> it could happen. That is literally the best case scenario, I, though. If I would be like, thing. okay, well, you know what? Different strokes, like, different folks, right? I mean, who knows? Not my thing, but could be someone else's. Yeah. Hey, if you have to spice up your relationship, no shame in that. There isn't. Just, you know, don't end up in the... Or in jail. But we're not... We're making a joke about if it is a sex thing, not what yes. has actually happened. In our heads, we want it to be a sex thing. <laughs> we would love it, no. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we are joking, but yeah, Megan's right. We, that is, you know, we're, we're just trying to, to discuss this from all angles and, and just kind of just go through the whole thing and, and leave no stern, stone unturned, so. Absolutely. But until then, we will, we will be keeping updates on what is going on. If we find out more, if we don't, we will update nonetheless. Not every single episode will be fully about this. This is just breaking news, and it's what we have to talk about. It involves Marvel. If it didn't involve involve Marvel, if he wasn't a huge part of MCU, if he wasn't the star of Phase 5, we wouldn't be talking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and just to touch on, you know, pulling it back into the Marvel thing. I mean, Megan, what do you think, worst case scenario, he's found guilty. How do you think Marvel would handle that? first thing they need if he's guilty they need to recast because in, they keep him they immediately cut the amount of people who are going to see this movie at least a third because i i'm not going to go i'm going to wait yep. till it's on disney plus i i'm not going to support that if he's found guilty and they try to pull the we're sending him away to get help that's not going to sit well with me either just uh, just with Ezra as well, you can get help, but you're not going to be a new person in six months. If you're going to go as far as to assault someone to the point they need to be in, into a hospital, I don't see that going away in six months. I think you need a much longer time, and I don't think you should be rewarded with your job waiting for you when you come back as the biggest thing in Marvel for this entire phase. If you did it, you don't deserve the role. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, and we spent a lot of time on this topic because it is like the major breaking news and it is something very you know important that we felt needed to be discussed. Um, but yeah, we will keep you guys updated moving forward. All right, so moving on, we are going to dive into our news roundup. And we don't know if it was as a result of the breaking news this week that Marvel was dropping all kinds of hints and tidbits and juicy casting news, but it has been yeah. quite the week. Megan, kick it off. Go ahead. So it has been confirmed that Betty Ross is coming back to for Captain America New World Order. This is important because she was on The Incredible Hulk in 2008, hasn't been in the MCU or even mentioned for 15 years, and she looked She looked bomb. Like, you know, if you want to see the pictures, they are on our Facebook page at Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. And she looks, girl, I'm impressed. Like, 
Go she looks snatched. The the leaked set photos from Captain America: um, New World Order um, of Liv Tyler, who plays Betty Ross. I mean, it's important to note the same actress is coming back to play the same character after 15 years. I mean, that's that's quite that's quite something. I mean, I it really is a testament to how Marvel pays attention and wants those connections to be lasting and to be memorable and to be you know to hit properly because they could have had anybody else play Betty Ross, but they decided let's make not let's make. Let's have Liv Tyler come back. Let's offer her the money. Let's get her back here and reprise this character after 15 years. Um, and I will say, I mean, my own personal experience with The Incredible Hulk, I hadn't seen it until the pandemic. And I'm a huge, obviously a huge Marvel MCU fan, but I, it took me a really long time to watch it because I remember back when it came out, um, for some reason it just didn't interest me at the time. I mean, obviously this was 15 years ago. I can't really speak. I was really young. Yeah. I never saw the movie, and, and they never connected it back into things. I mean, the next time we see the Hulk, he's played by a completely different actor. I never really saw the point. I was like, oh, you know, let's, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll watch it someday. I don't really need to. Whatever. Um, so during the pandemic, obviously, everything was shut down. I was like, you know, maybe it's a good time to watch The Incredible Hulk finally. And I will say, I loved the movie. I did. I was so wrong. I I really enjoyed yeah. the film. Um, I, I, I liked Edward Norton, but I'm happy we have Ruffalo now. And to be frankly honest with you, when What If came out in 2021 and they actually revisited the events of The Incredible Hulk, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Because it's like they spent so long without <laughs> even mentioning those things. I mean, even though they have the Hulk present, I mean, aside from Thunderbolt Ross, there was no other connection to that film. And they never even talk about anything that happened in that film ever again. Um, so when What If came out and we see Betty Ross, yeah. we see like that they're still reminding fans that this is a part of the history that they're still rolling with, um, despite the fact that The Incredible Hulk is not on Disney+, Plus, it is on HBO Max, because Universal owns the distribution rights to the Incredible Hulk movies. Um, yes. Which I wish Universal would just make a deal with Disney+, Plus because it just makes them look bad at this point to not have all the films together. It makes them look like they're the ones causing a problem. With the news that Samuel Stearns is, was returning as the, um, as the leader from D23 last year, um, I've been hyped. I've, I've been, I'm so excited whenever they reconnect these things that haven't been brought up in so long. I think it's a great time. I'm excited to see Betty Ross come back. Um, she did look snatched. Like Megan said, her outfit was like classy, ritzy black trench coat. Like she looked really good and she, she's making her comeback and we'll see where this goes. I mean, yeah. could we be seeing red She-Hulk in the future? I mean, that would be oh, awesome. Oh, I hope so. God, I hope so. That would, that would be amazing perfect way to take I know. her mind off the I, I would stuff. be really happy with with a red she-hulk storyline i'd love to see her and jennifer walters interacting i'd love to just i, I i'm so excited to see where they're mm -hmm. going with this i mean obviously they had kept william hurd in the mcu for so long because they had plans for him um unfortunately he did pass away so now yeah. they've recast his character with harrison ford um so let's see. I mean, obviously there's storyline here. There's a future for these characters. Let's see where things fit in. I'm really excited. And and the only thing that I'm not liking is that I'm seeing Harrison Ford in these set photos that are leaking without the mustache. And that bothers me, Marvel. That really bothers me. As soon as I saw it, I was like, <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be a so big I was so mad. I was like, why? <laughs> I mean, maybe... Let's let's be honest. Behind the scenes photos are never one hundred percent accurate to what's going to happen. They could be planning to CGI it on. No. He could be getting it attached on stage because he doesn't like it. I mean, there could be a million different things. Um, let's see. That's what I think. I think it's going to be an artificial one. It's going to be attached on. 
And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Because, like, yeah, we don't know. He, I mean, he might not want to have a mustache. I don't know. I don't have one. Maybe. It's annoying. <laughs> it is annoying. I, I find them itchy. But, I, okay. okay, well, then maybe he's just going to, no, we don't know. We'll, we'll keep you guys updated on everything we see because this, it, it seems like we get more and more information a lot faster about New World Order than any other project, which is very odd to me. But I'm it really, really happy. Odd. And to be honest with you, I don't know why that is, but I'm, I'm excited for it. It seems like they're going the Thor Ragnarok approach. And, you know, because they can't make a solo Hulk film, they're incorporating the Hulk and all of its all of yeah. his associated characters into this one. Now, there's been no official announcement that Mark Ruffalo is coming back. But, I mean, it tends to reason but. that since Betty Ross is coming back... Um, Thunderbolt Ross is going to be in the film. The leader is going to be in the film. Obviously, Cap knows Hulk. I mean, it, it seems like it's. I'm going to put my eggs in the basket that he will be making some appearance in this film at some point. It wouldn't make sense if he didn't. So let's see. We'll keep you updated. Well, I've seen a lot of people say, like, this is turning into a Hulk movie. And honestly, if they didn't put Ruffalo in it, but they had all his side characters, I kind of really? like that. But that's a really good way to set up something else instead of making it a half Hulk movie. Because if they make it a mostly Hulk movie, that's going to look bad when they're like, you didn't even give. Sam Wilson. You're not even giving him a chance for his own movie, and he's really earned it. So I do, I would like that if they, if he just wasn't there. If like, if it was like a cameo, cool. That's fine, but don't make the whole movie about him because, come on, give Sam a, a chance. I know there's a lot of people who aren't happy he's Cap. I know, but it could be really good, you know, like, and it could be leading to World War Hulk. I'm hoping so. I mean, all those teases in She-Hulk, the fact they made a She-Hulk show, the fact that they're now investing in these Hulk characters that haven't been on screen for like 15 years together. I, it looks like they're they're truly planning yeah. for a Hulk, um, something coming up that's going to be prominent for him. And I and and to be honest with you, one of the biggest um, complaints on the MCU from a majority of fans is the handling of the Hulk and the fact that you know he hasn't been given enough screen time, hasn't been given enough um, room to grow, room to fight, room to truly express his Hulkness. Um, and, and I kind of get why they haven't because they really can't make a movie at this time without Universal distributing it. And Disney and Marvel are not going to be paying yeah. Universal to distribute their film if they don't have to. Last Late last year, there were a bunch of rumors that their distribution deal was expiring. So, I mean... Who knows? We still don't have any we verified don't. information. We just We exactly. just know what we hope. So... If we hear something, you'll hear it from us as Absolutely. soon as it Absolutely. We will keep monitoring this story for updates and keep discussing. Um, moving on to the next tidbit, Secret Invasion, uh, a really highly anticipated show coming out this year. Uh, the release update on Disney Plus is coming out on June 21st. Perfect kickoff to the first day of summer. I'm really excited. It is. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Like the cast is it, it looks bananas. Incredible. It, it's it does, and it's just oh my god! I don't have words. I I I have to say I'm 
suffering with Marvel withdrawal lately. I missed the shows. I liked how it was the last couple of years yeah. with things, you know, coming out fairly consistently. The most we have to wait for a project is like a month. Now it feels like it's been like three years since Ant-Man. <laughs> it's like we're waiting for the next thing. I like the weekly shows. I like I that, you know, weekly Marvel dose to help me get through my, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever they release them. Um, it, it's, it's a nice thing. And I, yeah, it was Wednesday yes, and Thursday. It was. So I'm, I'm excited for some, for some shows to yeah. come back. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were iffy on the Disney Plus series, but I, I, I really enjoyed them, so I can't wait. I did too, and I think it's crazy it took them that long to do it to start them, but it is what it is. I'm excited. I'm excited for Secret Invasion because Amelia Clark, you you know her from Game of Thrones, Khaleesi. She is confirmed to play. Gia or Gaia? Gaia, Gia, I'm not sure. I thought she was going to play... I don't know either. I thought she was going to play Amelia Brand... Um, Amelia, uh, Abigail Brand. Sorry, my daughter's name is Amelia, and that name stick with me. I thought she was going to play Abigail Brand, which I'm still... I still think she is. I... Sorry, but Marvel accidentally confirmed it at one point. It's true. When they updated their Facebook... Yeah, they updated, what was it? it was a website, and they posted a GIF of Amelia Clark in character, but they accidentally tagged it mm. as Abigail Brand. So, Marvel, you fumbled, and we saw it. You're not you're not taking this away from me. I need her to be Abigail I Brand. I mean, let's break that down for a second. When you think about the character, I mean, uh, Gaia was initially introduced in Captain Marvel as Talos's daughter. Um, she was friends with Monica Rambeau. I remember the scene clearly. Her and Monica are sitting on the stairs and they're talking about how she can shapeshift. And Monica's like, don't ever change your eyes. You have amazing eyes. And, you know, I, I just... I, who knows? I mean, maybe Gaia is posing as she Abigail Brand. I mean, maybe Abigail Brand is who she's transformed into. Yeah. I mean, that could be why that whole thing was released. I mean... Very sketchy, but I think that's pretty much what it True. is. I think that she's a scroll. She's shapeshifted and taken the place of Abigail Brand as part of the secret invasion. And she's, you know, that's her role. Max, did you just have a brain blast? I did have a brain blast, everyone. <laughs> this is a good day. It this is, is a good awesome. day. It is. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out. I'm definitely excited to see where we go from there. And, and let's see. I mean, is it Gaia? Is it Abigail Brand? Is it both? Who knows? Who knows? But. We will let you know as soon as we know. So some other juicy tidbits that released this week. Uh, Karen Sony and Leslie Ogums are returning to Marvel's Deadpool franchise to play Dopinder and Blind Owl, respectively, in Deadpool 3. I'm really excited to hear that. I thought those were awesome but, side characters in Deadpool. I'm, I'm just I'm just so happy. <laughs> That's what I needed this week. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love their characters so much. They are the the unsung heroes. It's true. It's true. I feel like yeah. when you think about Deadpool's whole brand of like humor and comedy and you think about how um like he just he, he goes about life, like it just makes total sense that he would have this like random Indian taxi driver man as like one of his best friends and this random like old blind woman <laughs> like as one of his sidekicks. Like I, and I'm so happy that Disney yeah. is um bringing them back for this because honestly i mean we don't know really what to expect with this deadpool film it is the first and so far only um fox 
property that is being carried over into the MCU directly, um, where the previous films are being considered still part of the canon and part of his story. So I was, we didn't really know what to expect with how they would play this. We could, I, I was theorizing that maybe they just take Deadpool, they leave everybody else behind, his side characters and his other, you know, gallery of people that he hangs out with in these films. Maybe they were going to leave them behind in the Foxverse and bring him to the MCU. I had no idea. So I'm really happy to hear this. I thought they really balanced out that cast and that whole dynamic of, of the three of them with different ways they interacted with Deadpool. And I'm really stoked for that. Um, I'm ready. I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for it. It's a good sign. Very good sign. The next one, Demetrius Gross has been announced to play the Marvel villain Grim Reaper in the Wonder Man Disney Plus series. Teased in WandaVision episode two. Intro I sequence. I am so stoked for this. Um, <sighs> I, I remember two. watching the WandaVision um, intro to episode two. And when they briefly like pass by um, the Grim Reaper's helmet, and like it was just never mentioned, never. You know, I remember back in the Wandavision days, like everyone was like, "Oh my God, the yeah. Grim Reaper is gonna be in this and this and that," and it never came to anything. So this is really exciting. Huge, and he's gonna kill it because he's he's just talented, and I like it. I'm just excited and all around. I'm so excited, and I I, I personally want to know it's what gracious. the connection is. I mean, if they teased his helmet in Wandavision, I feel like there has to be a reason. This is the MCU. There's a reason for everything. I, I definitely think there's going to be some kind of a connection to Wanda. I don't know how they're going to do it in Wonder Man. I don't know how this is going to, you know, connect. But I, there's definitely threads that are being, you know, sewn together yeah. here. So we'll see. <laughs> so I, I guess that brings us to our Ooh, announcement. Special breaking news. Special breaking news. Thank you for listening this long because you got to the exciting part of it. It was all exciting, but this this is very exciting for everyone around us. So we have a contest happening. It's our first podcast contest. And it's so simple to win. You will, There's nothing, nothing big about it. All you have to do is listen to our next podcast episode. Not this one. Podcast next one, number five. Lucky number five to hear for a keyword. When you hear that keyword... The first thing you do is go message it to the inbox at Mediaverse Plus, our page, Mediaverse Plus, and then your name is entered. Yep, to win some exciting prizes that we will announce in the group. So stay tuned for that. And big announcements coming all this week. So we are really excited. Our first giveaway contest, and we can't wait. So we are so excited. Um, and we can't wait to give you guys some stuff. I mean, why not? That's always fun, right? Getting free stuff is great. It's like, it's my, it's like my favorite thing to do. We don't get to do it often because, you know, mm -hmm. money. But it's just so fun. It's so exciting. Giving is so much more than getting. It's more fun than getting. It's Of just, course. It's absolutely. And so stay tuned for some more concrete announcements to be made in our group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped for a chance to win, so. And that's a wrap on Mediaverse Unwrapped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. Follow or subscribe to us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. 
Our episodes are available early on Tuesdays exclusively to our Facebook group members and officially drop Wednesdays wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Thank you so much for sending in your voice notes, everyone. And thank you for tuning in. Goodbye for now. Bye, guys.